Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the morning sports briefing here on Saturday, the 6th of June. That's right, we come to you at 7am every single morning, seven days a week, here on New Zealand Sports Radio. It's your best way to start the day up to speed with all the important sports news. And in news today, uh, Gorodea fall to a, another loss. Um, basketball a step closer to returning uh, from hero to zero um, for the breakers and we have a, a positive drug test um, as well kicking off with that football news and uh, Smolovic played Gorodea Smolovic bottom of the uh, sorry second from bottom in the league no wins all season against Gorodea who are in a horrible run of form and Smolovic get their first win of the season 4-1 um, that's uh, Stephen that's your team Oh, what happened? What's happened to the boys? They really, they they, they rallied, got themselves to mid-table, but they're in, in a real poor run of form currently, aren't they? Yeah, no. Well, I, well, hopefully they haven't been tuning into some of the Brisbane Broncos uh, training sessions. <laughs> um, I, I really don't know what to say. It's it's uh, it's a downhill trend. It is a downhill trend. They were two nil down at half time, and then an own goal made them put them three nil down. Um, yes, having a poor, poor, uh, poor, poor, poor um, set of results. Uh, tonight, we have Slutz versus Torpedo. That's my team against Stephen from the Deep South. Um, Islach versus Rue Brest and uh, Slavia versus Neymar, Grodon and Dynamo Brest versus Minsk. So um, four games overnight, an absolute feast of Belarusian football for you um, there. I'm going to hand you over to Stephen, who's going to take us through the birthdays this morning. Thank you, Paul, and good morning to everybody. Start of the weekend, and let's crack on. And birthdays this morning, our goal-kicking master, a try-scoring finisher of the highest order, and finally, a 2011 
World Cup winning fullback, and that's where we start. Israel Dagg, born this day, the 6th of June 1988, is a former New Zealand rugby union player who played for the Crusaders in Super Rugby, and he also played for the New Zealand Sevens team and represented Hawke's Bay in the ITM Cup. Dagg played international rugby for the New Zealand All Blacks from 2010 to 2017 before repeated knee injuries cut his career short. Dag scored 26 tries during his international career and is one of the most kept outside backs in All Black history. Dag, who celebrates his 32nd birthday today, announced his retirement from rugby on the 4th of April 2019, citing continued issues with an injury to his right knees. He has continued to be an integral part of the Crusaders coaching and advisory staff. Following his untimely retirement, he joined the Sky Sport New Zealand Rugby Union commentary team. Certainly brings some excitement to that uh, commentary team as well. Joe Rocco Thoko, born this day, the 6th of June, 1983, is a professional New Zealand Rugby Union player. Rocco Thoko is known for his speed and strength, which accounted for his prolific tri-strike rate. He is a specialist left winger, but has occasionally played on the right wing for the All Blacks. Roko Thoko played for the Blues in Super Rugby. He made his first appearance for the All Blacks on the 14th of June 2003 against England. We're going to talk about that game. He had a high strike rate for the All Blacks, scoring 25 tries in his first 20 tests and breaking the All Blacks single season record for test tries previously shared by John Olomu and Christian Cullen. The International Rugby Players Association named him New Player of the Year in 2003. His incredible speed has seen him many times throughout his career. Roko Thoko turns 37 today. And finally, Grant Fox, born 6th of June 1962, is a former rugby union player from New Zealand, of course. He was a member of the All Blacks team that won the inaugural Rugby World Cup in 1987. During his time with the All Blacks from 1985 to 1993, he wore the number 10 jersey and was the main goal kicker for the All Blacks. He amassed 645 points from 46 All Black test matches. One try, 118 conversions, 128 penalties, and seven drop goals. He is considered a true pioneer of the modern art of goal kicking. In particular, the technicalities of leaning the ball forward, which has been adopted by world-class kickers since. Many believe he is one of the greatest first five-eighths in All Black history. Fox joins my club. He turns 58 today. And I'm about the greatest All Black first five in history, but he's right up there, Paul. Oh, no, yes. I wouldn't put him down as greatest, but uh, uh, he's definitely, uh, a, he was definitely a very, very good player and part of the conversation, at least, um, as, as in, in the honourable mentions category, maybe, um, rather than, uh, I think, is, 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 is where he's at. Moving on to um, basketball uh, and the NBA has um, decided that the 31st of July is when they're targeting um, returning uh, and they're going to be playing at uh, uh, Disney World Resort in Florida. Um, and uh, but some uh, this still needs to be agreed by the Players Association. Um, not all the teams are planning on coming back. Um, the idea uh, is that just the teams that are that can make the playoffs. So 13 teams from the Western Conference and nine from the Eastern Conference uh, are looking to contest eight games. Um, each to determine seedings for the finals playoffs. Um, 
And uh, if you want to, uh, we're going to go through all the teams that, that are back. But I say um, it's just the teams that are uh, up for the playoffs. The others decided not to come back. Uh, the latest date that they must finish the finals series must be on the 12th of October. So that gives you an idea as to the window they've got, um, which is just, which they're signing on the 31st of July. That's pretty much, what's that, like a six-week or so um, gap they've got to fit in those games. So it's going to be back-to-back games for the basketball um, to fit all that in into that uh, into that time. Um, sorry, no, it's not. It's 10 weeks. So July, September and October and half of October. So, yeah, sorry, 10 weeks they've got there. Over in New Zealand and the um, the window for uh, registering for the NBL draft has now closed. And in two hours, the pre-selection will start um, ahead of the actual draft that happens on Thursday. So tune into that on Thursday. It'll be on um, Sky Sport because you know what? Myself, yes, Paul Baines is in the draft could be drafted, could be a professional basketball player at the age of 45. Is my is it, this, this is my last chance at becoming a professional <laughs> sports person. Unfortunately, there are, on, there are only 84 slots available and over 450 people have registered. So I must say my chances are pretty small, um, but hey, um, I'm, you've, you've got to be in it to win it, as they say. I'm going to hand you now over to Steve, who's going to take us through our rugby league update. See, Paul, all the more reason why we should have a short men's league, basketball league, five, nine and under, a little bit like uh, restricted grade rugby. I think I think there's an opportunity. I mean, say like how many guys who are under five, nine are just totally intimidated when you see somebody on the court that's around about two metres. Mind you, anything over six foot is uh, is too tall for me anyway. No, I, I can't agree. When you see guys who are, who are getting responsible, <laughs> you're like, my word. Seriously? Um, this is the, I'm supposed to try and shoot over you? No chance. Yes, exactly. Yes. So, yeah, short person basketball. That's, <laughs> gonna... Yeah, it, 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 it is. Basketball is a basketball and, and I've got to say netball or court games are really, really cool games to play. Mm. Great, for, great for fitness. So if you're out there, just get amongst it. Anyway. Talking about getting amongst it, well, they went pretty much from uh, heroes last week uh, to zeros when everybody loved them, but the Warriors came back to earth with a thump uh, last night, losing uh, 26-0 to the Penrith Panthers at uh, Campbelltown Stadium. With individual errors, ill-discipline and poor decisions, the Panthers uh, punished the Warriors accordingly. This is the second time in uh, four games where the Warriors have failed to score a point and there's only been one game so far this season where a Warriors player has actually scored a try. For the first 10 minutes, both teams were able to complete their set sets, but without putting much pressure on each other's goal line. However, in the 12th minute, Patrick Herbert fumbled a bomb from the Panthers' uh, Jerome Luai and 5'8's Matt Burton gathered the ball and went in for the try. The Panthers uh, dominated play after that try, but there was some superb goal line defence from the Warriors, but luck went against them in the 23rd minute when Blake Green's grubber kick went straight into Burton, who reacted quickly, picked up the ball and headed away from uh, 40 metres out. Four minutes before the break, Luai latched on to his own grubber, 
to bypass Poasa Famosili for the Panthers. Third try, and already this game looked out of reach for the Warriors, I've got to say. I thought they were dumb too. Viliami Kikau, the Panthers' greatest threat, produced some magic to set up Josh Mansour for their next try. Three minutes into the second half, and unlike last weekend where the Panthers allowed the Knights back into the game over the second half, they stayed switched on and got another try in the 64th minute when Billy Burns hit the line at pace and broke through. Herbert almost scored a stunning try for the Warriors with nine minutes to go, nearly grounding the ball in goal in the far right corner, but it was kicked through from Roger Tuavasashek. However, it was ruled that he was in touch, so ruled out. It was the only try scoring opportunity the Warriors had in this game, and their lack of attacking prowess is becoming increasingly concerning. For the first time in the history of the Warriors, they have gone from keeping the opposition scoreless to being held scoreless in the next game. So just looking at those try scorers, Matt Burton with two tries, Luai Mansour with a try, and uh, Stephen Crichton with the uh, goals, of course, uh, no points for the Warriors. And uh, in the game played later at Amy Park in Melbourne last night, it was the uh, Melbourne Storm who ground out a uh, good win over a disappointing South Sydney team, 22 points to eight, after leading by eight points to six at half time. The Rabbits were level at eight apiece in the 51st minute, but it was the Storm who finished the game the stronger with three more tries sealing the victory. Here we have it in games today. The Parramatta Eels play the Manly Seagulls at Bank West Stadium at 7.30pm New Zealand time. And in the late game, the Queensland Cowboys take on the Canola Sharks at Queensland Country Bank Stadium in Townsville. Kickoff is at 9.35pm New Zealand time. And uh, just finally in uh, league, some uh, breaking news. The first batch of uh, rugby league fans will be allowed to attend games again in round five after the NRL secured permission for spectators to return from the New South Wales government. Small NRL crowds confirmed that confined corporate boxes are set to be approved from next week as the stadium guidelines are brought in line with current restrictions on pubs and restaurants. The state government ruling allows spectators to attend the NRL games in catered areas at a ratio of one person every four square metres. Up to 50 people will be permitted in one corporate box if strict distancing rules are met, though details are on exactly how many fans can attend a game are yet to be finalised. So that's really, really good news for uh, a lot of the uh, local clubs that spectators can attend. But... I was going to say, Paul, 50 in a corporate box is, uh, is quite a few people. Um, I think it'd be cheek to jowl in a corporate box. Most corporate boxes are around about 10 people um, mm. or, or maybe 20 at most. But yes, 50 in a corporate box, that would be, uh, you'd be cramming them in most certainly. Mm. Um, but mm. uh, we'll have to wait and see uh, how, that, um, how that pans out. Let's just hope it doesn't lead to any more uh, clusters from, uh, from, from, from that situation. Moving on now to rugby news. And Warren Gatland has come out uh, and said that it's now or never uh, if the, we're going to have a global season lined up. He says, look, look now is the time that uh, if, if it can't be arranged now, he's like, well, I'm not sure when uh, they'll ever be able to do it. Um, they are meeting, or power brokers are meeting on June the 15th in Dublin, or while well, some will be joining, obviously, via conference call, um, which 
is um, uh, a week on Monday. Uh, we representatives there from World Rugby, the English Premiership Pro 14, Top 14, Samsar and the Six Nations. So good to see that the uh, clubs or the, the leagues up in Europe are, are being represented. Clearly, Super Rugby will be represented via Samsar. Um, and uh, you've got to say, though, uh, hopefully that the, the uh, Tier 2 nations will have representative through World Rugby um, as well uh, um, for, for that. Moving on, and Dave Rennie um, has uh, asked to take a 30% pay cut. Um, it's uh, in the same uh, for, for three months, which is the same as the other um, senior people at Rugby Australia. That would equate to $75,000 um, over three months. Uh, and uh, yes, so he's uh, previously had been, it had been said that he uh, was uh, that the Wallabies funding was ring fenced, so he would not have to take a backup. He has volunteered to do that. Um, Sean Johnson says that actually that uh, back in April, uh, Rennie had already said that he was happy to take uh, or, or offered, offered to take cuts um, along with the same as as the other senior members of staff. So good to see um, Dave Rennie doing that. Over in athletics, and uh, Sawa Eid Nasir, the world 400 metres uh, champion, uh, has been provisionally banned for uh, anti-doping um, offences. Uh, the uh, Bahrainian, or, or, or who was born in Nigeria, um, has been banned for uh, not making herself available for anti-doping tests. The way this works is you have to um, register where you will be for random testing, uh, so, so people can come around and test you uh, and any combination of missing three of those tests and or not filing in a 12-month period leads to one of these bans and the ban can last for up to two years. Um, now, Sarah so is the first Asian woman uh, to be crowned a world champion in the 400 metres. Moving over, coming back to New Zealand um, and there is a multi-million dollar Canterbury Water Sports Park um, has been given the council green light to go to the next stage, uh, which is to be uh, to, to, to um, have a sort of feasibility study um, or start planning. Um, this would include uh, surfing as well as kayaking. Yes, they're looking at building a wave pool down there just outside of Canterbury, um, where basically they make artificial waves that you can surf on. Uh, it's very impressive, these sort of setups. Um, and uh, it could, they're saying having, um, it could potentially have up to uh, 150,000 people um, coming and visiting it each year. That was obviously a pre-COVID um, uh, assessment for that. Uh, locals are, um, uh, are raising some objections to the project, uh, especially as this was made behind closed doors. Um, and uh, the decision by the council, um, but um, this is one of, uh, of a number of wave pools that are being suggested. Uh, there are also plans to have a wave pool um, up in Auckland um, after the one in Napier um, failed to get the go-ahead six years ago. So, yeah, these are um, really exciting times in surfing um, at the moment. Uh, let's see if we can get those. Let's see if hopefully we can get these um, wave pools um, set up. You are now up to speed. Um, with all of the um, important news. Um, but uh, a, a later thing is, look, Stephen, 
one of the things we've seen, one of the things we've been talking about is a boost in interest in sport because it hasn't been around. Um, and uh, we saw that, didn't we, in week one with the NRL. Uh, they had big TV numbers. How were, how has the second week gone? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, very interesting, Paul. We obviously spoke about this uh, pre-show. Now, just according to a report, the NRL's uh, big TV numbers following the competition's uh, post-shutdown have crashed with uh, over 500,000 less turning in. The first week they had uh, a really, really big uh, audience front up, close to uh, a million a million people, 952,000 to be exact, and uh, that, that pretty much... Uh, fell away exponentially and uh, only around about just over 600,000 uh, tuned into the game on Thursday night. Now, whether that's got anything to do with Brisbane's uh, form or just being a uh, Thursday night, I hope it's, it's not too much of a pointer. I also think maybe just not having that crowd atmosphere, even though they've added in uh, crowd noises and cardboard cutouts and, <laughs> and what have you, everything's being tried. You, you kind of do wonder even tuning in last night to the Warriors game. It is a little surreal watching some of these games, not having a crowd there, especially when you see the the, inter, the crowd celebrations when tries are scored, that sort of interactions. But, hey, I think we're only really maybe a week or, week or two away in the NRL before these crowds come back. Obviously, our new story just before read the uh, New South Wales government, Paul. So uh, it's going to be interesting. And, listen, we're only a, a week away, is it, from Super Rugby starting? And... Uh, Hopefully we get the uh, a thumbs up from the uh, New Zealand government that uh, people can get along and watch sport. Absolutely. So, yes, a week a week today, um, Super Rugby Etera kicks off. Uh, and now, one of the things I think uh, people have got to, got, to, got to remember that, look, there was a reason why crowd numbers uh, and viewerships were dropping previous to COVID. Now, yes, certainly there will be an immediate boost, but those underlying issues still will need to be um, sorted out if you want to sort of keep that that boost long term so yeah i hope authorities are looking are, are being proactive around that um but uh, let's be honest if they were running those problems before why would they suddenly um have that shining bold moment that uh, about engagement um and involving fans i'm not sure but you have started day the, the day the best way up to date with all of the important sports news don't forget to join us at 7 a.m every single morning for the morning sports briefing. You can also listen to us as a podcast on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify. Just search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Target. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 